Hello again, everyone. Can I get a hallelujah? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 We're going to church today at Odyssey House Journals, and it's it's not what you think. Uh, I'm Randall Carlisle, along with Rachel Santizo. Steve Urquhart is our guest. Uh, and uh, we deal with all aspects of addiction and recovery. And one thing that always influences addiction is mental health and traumas that people have gone through. And there are many ways of dealing with those traumas. And we're going to talk about one way of doing that today, even though it is through, uh, I guess you'd call it an organized religion. You, you are the founder of the Divine Assembly Church. Correct. Which has been tagged the Mu Magic Mushroom Church. Right. Ex explain that for us. Yeah, so that's our sacrament is psilocybin mushrooms. Uh, psychedelic mushrooms and uh, it's really all about community but we do believe that's our sacrament we do believe it's sacred and that it helps in the healing journey and and and, and let me stop you right there is when we think of sacrament if any other mainline church we think of things like communion or or things like that do you do you ingest magic mushrooms during your services yeah great question thank you we did it first and uh one reason we exist is for safety thinking that we can help add safety in this environment and there's nothing safe about our first uh ceremony we had 50 people out on the salt flats and we couldn't keep a good container it was cold it was rainy uh, it was a bad idea and so that really scared me which is a good thing it made me think and uh what we do now at all of our events they're sober anything that tda puts on they're 100 percent sober um and we encourage people to find small organic groups where they can have a psilocybin sacrament ceremony and i, and I should point out uh, steve is not some like ex-hippie drug drug freak guy from from the 60s or 70s he was a a state legislator both in the house and the senate for for a number of years and you are so also an ex-mormon right right so uh mormon for joined the mormon church when i was about 10 raised my kids in it got married in the temple did all of that and i was a republican you might want to add that part yeah i should have added that uh, yeah. conservative republican from saint george and uh, I was in the legislature 16 years, eight in the House, eight in the Senate, and toward the end, um, I started to change. A lot of that had to do with running LGBTQ legislation. Um, I just saw the world differently and saw that I had seen it, in my opinion, incorrectly for a number of years and uh, that I just wasn't marching through this life uh, with my eyes open and uh, really had a lot to learn needed to question a lot of the things I thought were were true and right. So you'd be the least likely for somebody to found a church that, that uses magic mushrooms as a sacrament. I mean, if you think about it, right? Yeah, <laughs> oh, I can see that on paper. Um, you know, I think I've, the, the Divine Assembly really kind of grew out of my aloneness, my entire life. I've had a sense of being absolutely alone and uh, uh, 
you know what it is is it's mental health i mean we can put a name well, on it and that's why i wanted you on this too yeah. because that's what we deal with too yeah it's it's borderline personality disorder which i wasn't alone i've never been alone uh you know there are a lot of people who love me but my ability to sense that and cash it cash the love that people had for me it it really was non-existent and so i've always struggled in life and uh you know have never really felt at ease have never really felt peace and so uh it just became too much and i assume we can get into that and i needed some some help some respite and so that sent me searching and you and your wife first experienced magic mushrooms in amsterdam is that correct just describe the experience and, and why you guys decided to do that yeah perfect um so my my last three years in the so I really started struggling halfway through my legislative experience. Uh, maybe I can blame it on the Senate. I don't know, but no, that's a joke. I, I went over and I'd be nuts. I had to cover it too. So yeah, yeah. I went over into the Senate 2009, and that's really when I started struggling. I don't think it was the Senate; it was life. And uh, by the last three, four years in the Senate. I was drunk and or stoned every single day. I just really was not. When, when you went up to the state capitol? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did the other lawmakers know? Um, I th yeah, I think they were whispering about it a bit. but uh, That's Steve. He's drunk. He's I high. I know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I was getting kind of sloppy in life. I mean, I wasn't opening mail. I was pretty non-functional except in politics because it's its own fictional universe, right? And so I could put on the legislative suit and go and do that and uh you know you have staff you have personnel so um by that point i knew how the system worked i just kind of showed up and did my thing but uh uh really really was struggling that led to a lot of sloppiness a lot of mess in my life um happy to get into any and all of that but i really needed some help sarah needed some help and we had some friends who we're trying ayahuasca, which is a pretty powerful psychedelic. And um, I said to Sarah, hey, friends are doing this. What do you think? And I thought, yeah, she's a good Mormon girl. And I thought she'd say no. But she's like, I don't know. We got to try something. And uh, so we did all the searches. Will ayahuasca kill us? Will it break our brain? Will it? Yeah. And uh, we were in Amsterdam, and I just like hey let's try it while we're here so just kind of got on the socials and found someone and uh we fell into a great situation and it really changed our lives where i would love to know more about the name like where did the name come from the divine assembly yes it comes from psalms the book of psalms which is pretty amazing um you know the old testament has spawned three major religions um so all of them monotheistic but in uh psalms 14 uh god is meeting with the divine assembly of gods mm -hmm. and reams them out that they weren't doing a good job of taking care of vulnerable people and uh i just kind of love that passage and that's kind of my belief is you know here we are gods just talking about things and you know, I think we are the gods. We have the power to create and destroy and, mm -hmm. and bless and curse. And uh, we have one tenet in divine assembly that 
everyone can commune with the divine and receive guidance. So we don't have hierarchy, we don't have dogma. Mm -hmm. uh, I came from a religious tradition where I think autonomy was stripped away mm -hmm. and I just don't play any part in that. So I believe we're all equals just trying to, trying to figure out what this is all about. Describe your first experience uh, when, when you and your wife uh, did the magic mushrooms in mm -hmm. Amsterdam. Yeah, okay, so um, I'm going to set it up by just giving a thumbnail sketch of what it means to have borderline personality disorder. It means that you, uh, you don't have a great sense of self, and so you use other people to define who you are, and um, that you can't really register their love, that when they're out of your sight, their love no longer exists for you. So again, I'm all alone, right, in my mind. So I don't know at this point that I have borderline personality disorder. I just know that life kind of sucks. And I'm, you know, really just, I had attempted suicide uh, two years before uh, just because I was so confused, so alone. Okay, so uh, Sarah and I, we were in this woman's apartment. Uh, in the Hague just outside of Amsterdam and uh, in mine I instantly go into a garden and I'm there with God and so God loves me more than she loves any human who's ever walked the earth I mean I just feel her love it's just intense it's amazing it's perfect but then I start questioning it I'm like wait that's ego if God loves me more than anyone but she really does she's right there and I can feel this um, there's something wrong about this and you know we'd been having fun we were playing entertaining each other and then when I started to reject God's love uh, this hot wind came and just dried up everything turned it all to dust blew it away so I'm just there with cracked earth desolation that I'm like I did this something about the way I love is toxic Something about me is toxic. I did this. I destroyed God's love. And so, you know, a lot of these psychedelic experiences, they leave cairns, right? Trails that you'll go down later. I didn't understand most of this. And uh, I did figure out later that this was Sarah, my wife, who, uh, you know, she is a god to me. She absolutely is. And so she does love me more than uh, anyone who's ever walked the earth. This was all just true. I think a lot of psychedelics, it's highly metaphorical. It's parts of our right. subconscious that don't know language, just desperate to teach us something, show us something. So there is Sarah, you know, truly the God of my world who, you know, we have co-created uh, children in our own universe. Just I can feel her love. I can sense it, right? This is how normal people feel love they just feel the immensity of it and I rejected it I'm like I know not this is not for me and so for me psychedelics the whole thing it's a journey of learning how to love which means learning to receive other people's love learning to which you can only do that if you love yourself and so through that just the world opening up a lot of magic just realizing okay I uh I approach life differently. Uh, my ability to regulate emotions and tolerate distress is uh, different than other people's. And, you know, I found a box to put that in. And all of a sudden, things in my life just 
bizarre, secretive, shameful stuff mm -hmm. that I couldn't understand why I was doing them. Okay, this is why I do them. But let's stop doing some of those things. They're pretty destructive and, um, you know, just learning the skills to, to get through life in a way that is enjoyable. How do you use mushrooms like I guess structured I can't think of the right word but I know for me being someone in recovery because um, it sounds like it's very healing and that's what I've heard before I've never personally tried it yeah but how if you're meeting every Sunday and you're doing this like how do you responsibly use magic mushrooms I guess yeah perfect question um yeah are you breaking the law I mean yeah, you like, know, how do you do it yeah so we we are not breaking the law because Religion is protected in okay. the United States. Um, there's a unanimous Supreme Court case uh, protecting the sacrament of an ayahuasca church. Okay. Looking at D DEA saying, give them back their ayahuasca, help them import it in the future. Mm -hmm. And the court looks, are you safe and are you sincere? So, you know, I'm not naive. I realize, you know, law enforcement, prosecutors, they might disagree that we are legally protected but those are the standards and you look at how we do it and uh, we're increasingly working on being more and more safe mm -hmm. and that's your question I'll circle back to that in a second but then the sincerity part uh, you know some people I'm sure they join the church thinking that it is a get out of jail free card and invisibility club mm -hmm. you know I'm a member of the church everyone leave but what we encourage members to do, this enhances legal safety, but it also is the right thing to do. Write a personal creed, because we don't have scriptures. Everyone can write, we're autonomous, everyone can write their own set of scriptures just for themselves. This is who I am, this is who I want to be, this is what I do to work toward that goal, and it really becomes a beautiful spiritual slash religious practice. And so as part of that, people tend to find their group, people that they vibe with, and then, you know, they'll get together and do ceremonies. Or we do have many people uh, who guide for divine assembly. They kind of feel called to that, and uh, they'll take people on their first journeys. And the way we suggest is do it in a small group where you're yeah. well held, you know the people you're with, so you don't have to worry about predation these things make us incredibly vulnerable that's why they work is yeah it breaks down everything and a lot of the filters fall away and in that vulnerable state predation can occur financial you know psychological uh, sexual and so we really every fourth Sunday or one out of every four Sundays we talk about safety you know constantly harping on that of what safety looks like and basically it's set and setting go in with a good mental you're ready for it you've studied up on it you know what you're getting into you know what the setting is going to be who you're going to be with and then do it in a place where you're warm you're dry people are looking out for you they're going to make sure you don't you know get in trouble walking out in the street or anything like that and, and, and you also teach people how to grow magic mushrooms yeah that's a huge part of it what do you call that school i was trying to think uh, of the name shroomiversity okay. See? <laughs> tda shroomiversity i graduated from <laughs> we figure we've probably taught you know between who we've taught and who our people because that's part of the thing is teach other people to grow you know we're not this isn't commerce we're not selling mushrooms we're not 
And so, you know, if someone comes to you and wants mushrooms, then, you know, if they want it for a religious purpose, then it's like, great, cool, we can do that. Would you like to learn to grow for yourself? Because it's about autonomy. And drug deals are risky, right? You don't know who you're dealing with, and you don't know where they got the stuff. Uh, Ground-up mushrooms, fentanyl has actually been found in them. And um, so the safest way to know exactly what you're getting, who you're getting it from, is to grow it yourself. And so uh, we have little grow kits and uh, Shroom University meets just about every week. And we we have it online where you can post pictures. Hey, here's what I have going on in my grow tub. What is this? What do you suggest? And uh, we're having a lot of fun with it. Is I told you that this, you know, this focuses on people dealing with mental health issues. Yeah. Uh, it is, is there a place in, obviously, in, and I want to point out that Odyssey House at this point would never endorse uh, doing uh, psilocybin as, as, a, as a way to find recovery. But in your opinion, is, is this applicable to people who are dealing with addiction? I'm going to I'm going to address that head on directly, but I am going to tread lightly. I don't think that there is a definitive yes or no. It depends on the person. How well are they held? Um, so my situation, uh, a lot of the filters started falling away, and I started seeing things more clearly. Okay. And I was describing to people around me. I'm like, I don't think my sense of reality is very accurate. I think it's off. I think that, and so the friend I was telling with, she's like, you know, oh, what is reality? I'm like, I'm not having a philosophical conversation <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah. I'm saying that the sky is blue, the grass is green. I, I think I'm off. When people tell me something, I don't think I hear what they're saying often. And so, you know, different things like that. And, and I was telling people, I, I think we all have a cup that holds love. I don't think mine has a bottom on it. I think that it just flows through because I realize a lot of people care about me and love me, but I don't, I don't feel that. I can't hold that. And at times I feel so desperately alone. And so just bit by bit, I'm describing what it means to be borderline, but I didn't have context for it. And so I felt like a motor that had been stripped and there are just parts of me all over the garage floor I don't know what to do with them. And so I think at that point, psychedelics was kind of turning into a hall of mirrors for me where I was just getting spun around. And I, I, I don't know, man, what do I do with all this? And I, fortunately, uh, uh, Mindy Vincent, our dear friend, I called her. I'm like, Mindy, I, I can't do this anymore. I need help. Here's what's going on. And so she gave me some good referrals for therapists. And so I'm quick to say psychedelics, they can help us see reality. But for some, some, they say it's like a one and done. They take psychedelics once and boom, they get the picture. Their life is forever better. There are others of us is, you know, I'm, I'm almost never now going to talk about just psychedelics without talking about therapy. And for me, I needed both of those things. I've never been happier, healthier. I've never slept better um, because, yes, psychedelics and therapy. So for me, it's the one-two approach. And I see people who are in psychedelics. I hope they're happy. 
to me they feel lost right mm-hmm. like they're reaching for something and it becomes the hall of mirrors and so I love psychedelics psychedelics can be life-changing they also can be disorienting is is my experience so proceed proceed with caution and you know especially if someone is battling addiction we know that these things can be helpful for addiction they also probably can be harmful and yeah. so you know let's let's proceed with caution Rachel and I were talking ahead of and before you came in mm-hmm. and I think and I think you said the same thing that I'm sort of afraid of what I might find mm-hmm. if I tried this you know Randall I know you a bit and um, I think you're in a situation in life where you have people around you to hold and support you and if you were willing to take the leap you know I think you would see some things but I I really do believe as long as you're in a safe place with good people no one's preying on you there isn't a bad trip they can be hard and you can see some things I mean heavens felt like my first two years with psychedelics I was there was just a gooey puddle of Steve in the middle of the floor every time (laughs) I just was sobbing and weeping as I'm seeing things but I had a lot to work through I mean when I realized in one ceremony I don't love fully and fiercely and that includes Sarah that includes my kids I'm like I hold back I don't know what to do differently that's part of the borderline thing you know and so uh, I needed greater context but someone who is in a position where they have loved ones where they have some stability um, you know, I think the things you'll find will be, might be, and I don't ever tell anyone you should do this, but I'm just taking you as an example, that you can find a lot of things that, yeah, they, they should be processed and you can learn about yourself and, and, and break free. But other people, if they're like, if they come to it with a sense of desperation, I need this miracle fix, uh, that always concerns me. Okay. How long does it last? So if you're doing a ceremony, how long does it last? Yeah. Um, somewhere between... So if you do... I'm a big believer in... You know, you have microdosing, which a lot of people are doing. That's kind of yeah. sub-perceptual. And then uh, flood dosing. And I'm a big believer, jump in the deep end. Um, okay. I used to start out with one or two grams mushrooms with people, maybe three grams. And... Uh, it just felt like people were bouncing off the ceiling too much. Am I in it? Am I not? And now what I like to do is talk with them, and if they agree, just throw them in the deep end. Just go, you know, five, six, seven grams. Because a lot of us want to resist. And, uh, you know, if you have five, six, seven grams of good mushrooms, good luck resisting. You know, you're, you're, you're going to be ripped away into the mystic and that's where the magic happens and if you're if you've been well prepared if you're in good hands yep it can get scary it can get sad and you can say you know jane get me off this crazy thing um but there'll be a lot of preparation saying you signed up for this you volunteered it is a finite duration it will end right when you're thinking this has to stop you're probably peaking at that point you're going to come down a little and if you have a good guide then uh you know someone to hold your hand and remind you you're 
you're just doing psychedelics. That's all yeah. we're doing, and we're trying to heal. We're working on some things. We're having a spiritual experience. Oh yeah, okay, okay. You want to try it, Rachel? No, I was wondering because <laughs> I, I, I'm wondering. So if you have this ceremony, is it days? Is it hours? Is it like, you know, like what would somebody expect? Yeah, I advise people to start early in the day. Um, okay. Just for the simple reason that you don't want to throw off your sleep and afterwards I mean mushrooms oh my gosh your brain will be so tired because it's going 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 so ayahuasca and mushrooms your brain is just going Mm. and so it's processing it's working you're seeing so much you're exhausted afterwards but it's also kind of hard to sleep because you're still pretty amped up on it so if you start around noon or something then when it's bedtime you're probably about ready to go to bed but if you can um, give yourself that night, maybe the next day, take it easy and just think through things, it's still in your system. And the fresher it is, the more you can reflect on it and write down some things. Okay, here's what happened. I think it might be this. Here's what happened, like the cracked earth thing. I have no idea what that was. And uh, I kind of like those now when things come up and I have no clue what they are. It makes me think, okay. I'm probably not quite ready to understand this. Um, I'm not far enough in the journey, but I bet it's going to come back in a year, two, five years, whatever it is, and Hmm. something to look forward to. We are out of time, but there are people who are going to be listening or watching to this who want to know how to get in contact with you. Uh, How do you do that? Uh, TheDivineAssembly.org. Put the the in there. TheDivineAssembly.org. And we meet every Sunday at 11 at Liberty Park, um, about, you know, 30 or 80 or 100 of us. Um, really? We have yeah, different little subgroups talking about safety over here, integrating psychedelic experiences over here, networking so people can get to know each other, um, all sorts of different presenters. And everybody's welcome? Everyone's welcome, yeah. Cool. Great. Well, we attended church today. Thank you. With the founder you, of Divine <laughs> Assembly, Steve. Blessings Urquhart. to all. <laughs> yes. Do we say amen or we just sure. say thank you? Sure. Amen. 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 <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Yeah, Appreciate thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for watching another edition of Odyssey House Journals.